everyone and welcome to episode number nine of my podcast. It's me, Jill, and today I am happy to be bringing to you my my top, I want to say seven tips for starting out as a triathlete or even just starting your journey in the world of endurance sports. And this particular episode has, has come to me because I have just recently met up with um, some good friends of mine that I went to school with and we probably haven't seen each other in maybe like 14 years more 15 that really gives my age away and you know we were just chit-chatting you know about fitness and um, more often or not whenever you start talking about what you what you do especially if you're trained to do any type of endurance activity like a marathon or half marathon or an Ironman you're always met with the same comments where god that's mad or god you must be really fit or I couldn't do that or whatever the case may be and my reply is pretty much always is always the same well you know you can do these things but you know you just have to put a process to it or a plan and and you have to start so because if you always say god i couldn't do that and you know you probably will never do that if you don't actually if you don't actually try so what i wanted to do was just to kind of highlight my top tips to really just make you understand that it is possible and if you are wanting to start out don't be discouraged by seeing what other people are doing put it in perspective and and you know make things specific to yourself and, and progress it in a fashion that makes sense and is realistic based on your lifestyle now my friends are all married they're settled down and they they all just recently have kids so they might not have the luxury of going out and training for a couple of hours at a time or whatever the case may be so um i really just want to kind of um flag up some top tips that might help you put things into perspective. So first of all, let's look at um, what you actually want to do in terms of endurance. Do you want to do um, a running race? That could be a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon, a full marathon, an ultra marathon. You know, do you want to do swimming? Do you want to do open water, long distance swimming? Do you want to cycle? You know, do you want to do, you know, a lot of road cycling or are you a crazy mofo that wants to do all three and combine them to do, for example, a sprint triathlon, an Olympic triathlon, a half Ironman or even a full Ironman. Um, so as you can see, you know, it, it's not a clear cut in that, you know, um, I do endurance. So that just encompasses all of that. Whenever, you know, looking at them all, they're all very different. You know, they're they're different fish, you know, some of them take, you know, well, all of them are very hard to catch. And by catch, I mean, become very, very good at them. Um, you know, a lot of them may conflict with each other. As an example, if you want to, you know, get really good at a five kilometer, but at the same time, you want to do, you know, an ultra marathon, um, there comes, there becomes a, a conflict of interest just because of the way you have to train for for each of them so um and again that might sound you know really simple but a lot of the time most people are not sure what distances that they want to train for um and also you might not know what's involved for training for such an event 
um, you know, it's all well and good to think that you want to train a marathon, but if you if you hate running and you never see yourself out running for, you know, on a long run anywhere up to two, two and a half hours, then perhaps maybe you should reconsider um, that choice. So again, my first tip is really simple, but it is just to be really specific with the event that you want to train for. Once you've got that, then that's whenever you can look at a timeline for that. So, you know, how long realistically will it take me from where I am now to get me to where that I want to be? All of these races, whether that's a 5K, a 10K, a full Ironman, they all need an input of your time. And that's not going to happen, well, I'm not saying you couldn't do it, you know, after a month, for example, a 5K, because I'm pretty sure that you could. But would you have given yourself uh, as much time and given yourself the opportunity to really do it well? That is the question. And that's my first tip. My second tip is investment. Believe it or not, endurance sport is probably one of the most expensive sports to actually participate in, specifically triathlons. If you look at the cost of a bike, you're talking in pounds wise, starting somewhere around about on a decent bike, anywhere starting at around about a thousand to a thousand five hundred. And that can go all the way up to God knows how much some of those fancy bikes are, but they're massively expensive. So coming off the back of tip number one, you know, like what I said, I mean, you need that desire. You know, if you're on the fence with whether or not you want to actually go, sorry for my French, but balls deep into this sport, um, you know, just be aware of, of the cost investment that might, that might come along with that. And if you are sort of erring on the, I'm not so sure, then I would start small in terms of your investment, you know, so swimming and biking and running a tire, um, you know, that there is costly, but that is essential. So again, good stuff should be wearing, especially, you know, with regards to your shoes. Um, with regards to sort of the computers and the sensors and all that there, you know, they do massively assist in your training, especially if you're working with a coach, but they can really add up in money. Um, you know, so, so do choose your items wisely whenever you are starting off in it. But if there are two things that I would invest in for every triathlete that is that is starting is one is a bike fit um, and a bike fit by a professional fitter even if your bike fit is not you know that you know that ten thousand pound bike and you've bought something you know to, just to get you from a a to b for your first race a bike fit can massively help you with not only just comfort but also just for just um you know a prevent a, a preventative measure for you know any unnecessary niggles that you might experience. So that would be my first thing that I would recommend. I didn't get a bike fit done for a long period of time. Um, and I would say that once I did have my bike fit done, the world was a different place. I often struggled with like some, some numbness um, and just a little bit of discomfort whenever I was cycling. I went to a bike fit. Um, the, the bike that I was sold, the frame was... The frame was too big for, 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 for my structure. 
Um, the saddle that I got was just really not comfortable. Um, I was, you know, I, I got some pressure mapping done and, you know, I got a seat that was really suitable for my, um, for, for my structure. Um, and then also with regards to um, my, my shoes and how, I, how my cleats were fitted, um, I got them, again, I got them tested and I got them fitted in a way that it, it shaped my body. And once that happened, my comfort level on the bike was massive. Like you have no idea where, you know, I could have happily been out for a couple of hours at the time and I never felt like that normal little bit of discomfort. Um, so I would invest in that. And I would also invest in um, a pair of running shoes. Um, and I mean, again, Everyone has their own individual preferences, but what I would say is make sure that the, shoe, the running shoe that you do buy, you know, is for the purpose that it's designed. Um, you know, I have, I have seen people running in, in shoes that are just not designed to run in. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer that we spend so much time on our feet that our feet kind of have to be comfortable with it is with, with what we're wearing. Um, some might disagree, but that that that's my thought process on it. I personally would not want to run in anything other than the shoes that I know um, are suitable for me for running and that I have invested a little bit more in. So that would be sort of my second um, my second tip when it comes to, to starting off. My third tip, and I might actually say maybe one of the key players when it comes to making it as an endurance athlete is to find a community. You know, regardless of where you are on the world, in the world, there are endurance athletes everywhere. And I think now more than ever since, you know, COVID has happened and we've all been locked down and maybe we haven't been able to get together on a personal note. But the amount of online virtual platforms where you're engaging with people from all over the world to take part in races, whether that's, you know, um, on, um, on Zwift or wherever that is that is massive get involved with that community make friends with people there because that's the only way in which one i would say you can also increase your knowledge base you know you, once you start getting into endurance sports pretty much like everything you want to increase your knowledge and the only way to do that is to suck it from everybody else around you and that's the beauty of the sport because you all if you're if you're speaking to people in the sport, that's all they want to talk about. You know, if you're me, that's pretty much what you're going to get. You're going to get fitness in some way, shape or form or how to get fitter, stronger, faster or how to increase your, your FTP or how to, you know, decrease your, your times or, or whatever that is. And it just, it keeps you pumped up. It keeps you on form and it keeps you in the loop of also what's happening within, within the industry. Um, so as simple as that might sound, it would be to get involved with the community in some way, shape or form, not only for the knowledge base, but also for the accountability and for the motivation as well. Um, and who doesn't want to make friends? So that would be my third tip. My fourth tip, and I say it might, it might change a little bit, but from a physical perspective, I would say if you are you know, planning to sign up for a race and it is one where you have to go to it physically, I would say keep it close to home. 
Um, and again, the only reason why I say that, and it kind of factors into point number two, it's just for terms of, inv it's for investment. You know, um, you know, whenever you're signing up for a race, all the races that I've done, I've, I've never done a race where I live. They've always been away. So for example, you know, my, my, my Ironmans have been in Bahrain and been in Oman. My lake swim has been over in the UK and Windermere. Um, you know, those all required additional investment when it comes to terms of, you know, uh, flight tickets, um, hotels, accommodation, um, you know, transporting my bike, paying extra if I, if, um, if needed, and then going and, you know, getting my bike retuned up whenever I get there to the race. So like what I said, you know, if you are toying with the idea and you're not planning to go on balls deep, keep it really simple, keep it close to home, test the water um, and see how that goes. Tip number five, um, you've touched the water, you like it, you're in it for the long term, you're starting to wonder how and where to make your next investment. Invest in a coach, especially if you're in the initial phases of your journey and you're not quite sure on how you're going to get from A to B. A coach is going to be able to unload their knowledge not hearsay knowledge, but their knowledge. They'll be able to train you mentally and physically for this particular race. I'm a coach, but for my first ever um, Ironman, second Ironman and Lake Swim, I invested in a coach and I can 110% say to you here that it has been, it was one of the best investments that I've ever made in my life. From the perspective of I was able to learn so much and apply so much and it got me through those three races. And knowing what I know now, I'm now confident to go on and do other things. You know, it's not necessarily the case that you, that you will work with a coach forever. Um, I myself, as a coach, um, I feel there, there is a time where I have given all of myself to somebody to take them to where they want to be. And, you know, I'm pretty sure that they would be able to continue their, to continue their journey, um, you know, with, without me. Um, so that would be my tip number five. Tip number six. This is a hard one. And this is where it comes with testing the water and seeing if you really are committed because you need to understand that when it comes to training for endurance, especially when you're looking at the longer endurance activities, it involves a lot of sacrifice, meaning that the sessions are longer. And just because your sessions are longer doesn't mean that more hours miraculously appear in the day. It doesn't. So if you already struggle with your time management or fitting things in, and you're coming to me and from a coach and I'm asking you, okay, well, what do you want to train for? Okay, well, I want to train for a half Ironman. Okay, you know, can you commit to at least investing anywhere between sort of six to nine hours per week of training at its peak on average? And their answer, and there is and there is shock or it's like, oh, well, mm, oh, I don't know. I normally do three times a week for one hour. I don't know where I'd find the other hours. There is a sacrifice. Um... So that you need to really understand that, that in order to get the outcome that you want, you need to put the investment in initially. And that investment comes with freeing up your time and prioritizing your training sessions. 
Um, so if you want it enough, you will make it happen uh, in some way, shape or form. The sessions often require longer sessions and for everyone that tends to be working during the week, the sessions at the weekend tend to be a little bit longer. So maybe your early morning lions um, are going to go, especially if you live in a hot climate and it gets hotter during the day. Welcome to my clients in Riyadh who have to get up super early in the morning to train, you know. Um, so yeah, so just understand that sacrifice is going to have to be made and you need to accept that and you need to willingly want to do that as well. Um, and that would be my um, tip number six. And my last tip, my last tip, and the most important one of them all, is to have fun. I know on my last one, my last tip, which was, you know, make sure that you're willing to invest the time and to make sacrifice. I will put one small caveat in there, in that the sacrifice should be not at the sacrifice of taking over your whole life, meaning that you no longer have time for anything else. You can always free up a little bit more time to include things that are going to light you up and to, you know, um, make you feel good about yourself, such as taking part in these races. But it by no means means that it has to affect your family life or your social life. Um, I'm very much a firm believer um, of that. Um, and uh, that would be my my last sort of main one that I would that, that I would put out there for you to consider. And guys, so these would be my main things that I would offer anyone new to the world of endurance sport, regardless of what it is that you're doing, whether you're a runner, um, a cyclist, swimmer, or the nutters that are all three, all three of them. Um, and to my friends that I was that I was chatting with. Um, <laughs> You know, I know we pretty much talked about this as well, but I do hope that, um, you know, it has made you feel that you can do these things. You just need to start. You need to choose something specific. You need to start small. You need to connect in a group. You already are a group. All of these are all on the same page. If you don't have a race to sign up for, you can set a little challenge amongst yourself. invest in a coach, make sure that you are prepared to make some change to your lifestyle and ultimately have fun with it. So guys, that's, uh, that's my podcast for this week. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've taken something away from it like I do every week. And until next week, stay healthy. Mm -hmm.